The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Oh, jeez, Dad, not the car again. Oh, happens all the time with old Betsy. Have you checked out Carvana yet? They have thousands of cars for under $20,000. But do those thousands of cars have personality like old Betsy? Betsy's held together by tape. And there are raccoons living in the engine. It's a family car. Uh, there are flames on the hood. Ah, custom paint job. No, Dad, the car's on fire. How many cars did you say Carvana had? Visit Carvana.com to shop thousands of cars for under $20,000. We'll drive you happy at Carvana. When Arsenal knocks on the door of players, it's a different knock than other clubs. Claps, claps, claps. Les différents podcasts de frappe. Arsenal have been through that mile and a half of pipe like Andy Dufresne in the Shawshank Redemption where you have to see the light at the end of the tunnel. El podcast de golpe diferente. But Arsenal are going through their pipe, like I say. We'll be back. The Different Knock Podcast. Maybe we'll have a good surprise for you. Hello and welcome back to the Different Knock Preview Podcast, the latest spin-off show from your favourite Arsenal podcast. I hope you're all doing well on this fine morning before Arsenal kick off in a meagre few hours. Apologies for the lateness of this podcast. We had some difficulties getting people on and as such, it is going to be just myself today. Um, so uh, apologies for that and we are working tirelessly to get more uh, people on for the next episodes and coming matches. Now, uh, let's get straight into it. We will do a little bit of a club scout report together. So, Brighton, a tricky game coming up for Arsenal today, especially when you consider the impact of major injuries that have been had on the squad. Though, I am seeing some takes about uh, not strengthening in January being the issue, which is a little strange, seeing as the three positions that we have injuries... Two of those deputies were brought in the summer and uh, in, in Sambi and Nuno and, and one of the deputies, uh, the first choice was only brought in the summer. So unfortunately, it just is one of those kind of, if it can happen, will happen situations for Arsenal where we've had three major injuries cause us uh, quite a lot of pain. But I think it's something that we should definitely all be used to. Uh, but it does give me some concerns with the with the lack of minutes and game readiness of certain players, especially with a team like Brighton, who, for one, you know, they move the ball very, very well. Uh, their, their midfield, you know, what, what can I say about Eve Basuma, uh, an unbelievable talent who, on his day, can be one of the best in the Premier League. And I do worry that with Sambi not having a lot of time, and with the way that Basuma loves to, to get up in there and get in the faces of, of midfielders sometimes even defenders press uh tackle and I, I do worry about that 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 sharpness and that zip now obviously we know uh Brighton are not particularly good at finishing their chances though there is a certain center forward who 
uh, a dear friend of ours was not very pleased that we named last week. Uh, that is, I, th- I think it's one Premier League goal away from 50 Premier League goals. So let's hope the classic Arsenal thing doesn't happen and that it comes against us. Now, we know they, that they like to play possession-based football. Potter's a good manager who, you know, they, they play the ball well, they keep the ball well with lots of short passes. They work through those wing backs and with Lamptey and Kukurea, I think whilst this, this game is not going to be as much of a rinsing as the last, it is very, very, very important that Saka and whoever is on that left channel do track back to help because I can see a bit of a of a uh, an overload situation on both of those flanks and our, our fullbacks having a day of it. So I would worry about those things. Uh, moving through the forwards, um, obviously Neil Mopai, like we said, one goal away from fifty. Hopefully not against us today. Daddy Welbeck back at the back at the carpet again will be a, a lovely sight to see. Though I I don't think he poses much of a threat, especially when you consider the. I know he had a tough game against Mateta last game, but the the aerial prowess we've seen from both Ben White and Gabriel this season, seeing as we haven't yet conceded from a corner. They do also have some tricky players on the inside channels like Alexis McAnister or perhaps Trossard on that outside. You know, they could definitely create situations of numerical overloads. And if we've not got the men tracking back to help, that could cause us problems. But I think this game, especially after the last one, is going to be decided in the in the first 10 minutes. It's it's going to be about winning duels and committing to those kind of 50-50s and coming out with the ball and it will be really interesting to to see what happens i'm really excited hello bradley hello listeners uh sorry i can't be on the preview podcast um i'll be watching hamlet at shakespeare's globe while uh bradley's recording uh because i'm a wanker so there you go uh Big game of football coming up tomorrow. Big game. All the cliches apply. It's a cup final. It's a must win. Uh, it's a six-pointer. It's a game of two halves. Whatever you want to say, it's a huge, huge game, especially considering in the context of Arsenal's fixtures coming up. Um, you know, the, these are the types of games that we we have to be winning as much as it's a very moot point. Um, it's just about finding any way to get over the line. Um, process becomes a little bit redundant in these situations and we're just looking for fixtures and results um at the moment so yeah it's 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 a huge game it's a huge game on the arsenal side i feel confident um i have to say i'm less worried about the defense side of things i think i trust arteta to find a solution whether that's swapping cedric over or um putting Xhaka into the fullback or i doubt we're going to change to a back three but that's another option ben white a right back i, I trust there's enough options to feel as though we're not too limited in that situation. I'm more concerned about both the midfield personnel and how that actually, that the defence sort of impacts how we set up in the midfield, whether we need to shift things around and Sambi's um, involvement. You know, he looked good against Crystal Palace. There's no doubting that. Some lovely line breakers. He receives so well. Uh, he's really silky smooth, but he is so young and it's a lot of responsibility to be taking on considering Partey's involvement this year and how how crucial he's been. Um, so yeah, and we're, we're going to need a lot more from our forward line. Uh, they were completely off the pace against Palace on Monday. 
As I said on the podcast, I feel as though there's got to be a different solution to the Lacazette issue. I hope we at least experiment with something. I think Lacazette will probably start. But if come 60 minutes we're struggling, even before that, maybe even half time, I'd love to see a more creative solution, whether that's Pepe up front or Martinelli or Smith Rowe in the false nine or, or whatever. You know, something that feels a bit more... Um, a bit more proactive than just the Eddie substitution that we've seen so many times because it, it it has its limitations and I hope we can find a more practical solution to that that, that actually helps us out. Uh, Brighton, look, they're not in good form. Uh, I think they were, before their last game, there were six straight defeats and they had the draw against Norwich. They had a lot of shots last game, 31 shots, uh, but they just couldn't find the back of the net. I mean, it's, it feels like the same old story for... Um, for Brighton, which reminds me of my favourite podcast title of all time, a Brighton podcast called Expected Gulls, which I just, I wish I'd thought of. It's genius. Um, but yeah, look, they are not in good form. My worry from the previous game was they were able to retain the ball um, against us particularly well. I hope we do better against that. Kukurea as well looked really good, but he's been pushed back a little bit further into more of a back three to be a bit more conservative. I think to sort of shore them up. Um also, Neil Mopé is one goal away from becoming Brighton's all-time Premier League top scorer, which feels like <laughs> the most Arsenal thing ever for that to happen against us. Uh, so I pray it doesn't, or if it does, at least we win the game, even if that has to happen. Um, he missed a penalty last last game, so um, I hope that's uh, an omen of, of things to come. Yeah, big, big game. Um, interested to see the setup. Um, I hope we can see some adaptation. I am feeling confident, though. I am feeling confident, and I think I'm going to go for a 2-0 victory for Arsenal um, with a one uh, a Neil Mopé goal uh, potentially ruled out for VAR, which would be lovely. Uh, enjoy the game. We'll speak to you after. And back to Bradley. One thing that's very important to get right today is our press. You know, Obviously, getting the things like our first touches right and our passes right is going to be a given. But with the way that Brighton play and with the way that they move the ball, I I do worry if if we come out with a bit of a... Which I don't think we will because I don't think that Arteta would allow this. But if we come out in any way kamikaze with that press, they will just knock it around us. And with the, with the wing-back system that they play the overloads that they'll be able to get on the left and the right-hand side would just leave us leave us exposed. Just a little scout report for you today. It'll be a much shorter episode today. Um, let's get on to the game in context. Alrighty, the game in context for both teams. Uh, for Arsenal, I think it's obvious it's one of these cup finals that we keep hearing about and talking about, but the, the main thing that is important to kind of discuss and note today is... We must fix the the problems we created by not winning the last match. It is, you know, with, with Tottenham playing this weekend as well, it is very, very important that we stay above them on points and with that game in hand, if possible. It's getting to be, you know, a bit squeaky bum time-esque. And with this run into top four, we've given ourselves a bit of a an iron shackle around the ankle that we are going to have to drag around of not winning that last game or with difficult games coming up. And with the newbies in the squad, a win today really would start to breed some confidence going into the last few weeks of the season. Now for Brighton, a slightly different story. They've lost 
five out of five of their last games in the league. They currently sit in 13th position on 34 points. Now, what I am hoping is that we catch them a bit on holiday today. I think their season's over. Um, obviously, I think they can climb probably as high as as 10th if they had put a good run together. But the difference between 10th and 13th in regards to most things, I don't think is, is crazy, crazy different. So I think it is going to be a case of maybe we catch them for the rest of the season. Maybe for the rest of the season, they're a bit on holiday and they're not fully there in the games and they're focusing maybe a bit more on next season. Again, I don't think Potter is a manager that will allow that. But uh, I guess that's just the, the wishful thinking in, in the Arsenal fan here, hoping for an easy match. Though they still do have some tricky games coming up against Spurs, uh, against City, against Wolves, against United. They've got a lot of games coming up that are going to be difficult to take points from. And if they're not 100% feeling secure on that 34 points margin to keep them safe in the league, we, we could see some fight. Alrighty, now on to some prediction. Oh jeez, Dad, not the car again. Oh, happens all the time with old Betsy. Have you checked out Carvana yet? They have thousands of cars for under $20,000. But do those thousands of cars have personality like old Betsy? Betsy's held together by tape. And there are raccoons living in the engine. Psh, it's a family car. Uh, there are flames on the hood? Ah, custom paint job. No, Dad, the car's on fire. How many cars did you say Carvana had? Visit Carvana.com to shop thousands of cars for under $20,000. We'll drive you happy at Carvana. A predicted lineup from me. Uh, I think for Arsenal, we what I would hope to see is us sticking basically with the with the same system. I don't want to see a lot to change. I think that Brighton, with their poor form, is an opportunity to test out whether these understudies are ready to come in and perform at the level required against a team you know that hasn't been doing well and give them some confidence. So I want to see Sambi take over from party, obviously with the injury. I want to keep Nuno in there. I want to keep Cedric in there. I think the only thing that I would change is maybe I'd ask Xhaka to play a little bit further back, a little bit more reserved, so Nuno can do his best work bombing on. But other than that, you know, it's going to be the classic Ramsdale in goal, White Gabriel centre-backs, Xhaka, part, uh, Xhaka and Erdegaard as those front two Eights almost, and then Saka on the right. I would keep Martinelli on the left. I think we're in desperate need of a direct goal threat. And I guess the one thing I would change today, especially with the poor form of Brighton and with you know the poor form of our own goal scorer, I would be inclined to give Eddie Nketiah a run out through centre forward just to see if he can do a bit more of both sides of the game um, than Lacazette, though. Uh, I, I don't know whether he can. Uh, he's impressed in a couple of substitute appearances, but um, that's that's something I guess we'll have to wait and see. From Brighton, I would expect almost kind of, I'm pretty sure they're injury-free. I'm hoping so, but I would expect kind of carbon copies of their last kind of Premier League sheets. Sanchez in goal, Dunk, Webster and Veltman or Duffy at the back. And then Lamptey at right wing back and Kukurea at left wing back. And then I think we'll probably see a midfield three of Basuma, 
Moda and one of Gross or McAllister, but I think we'll see McAllister. And then Morpe and Trossard probably up front, but I don't think Trossard will be playing through the middle. I think he'll ever have a bit more free reign to, to hop out to a couple of, of the wings and, and we'll see what happens. I'm going for a healthy Arsenal 3-1 win today. So let's hope the boys can pull it off, come through and get us the three points and we'll keep marching on to fourth. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, apologies again that we haven't been able to get anyone on. We are trying our hardest. If anyone has any creators that they would like us to try and collaborate with, please shoot a message to the Twitter account. We will try and, and get these people on board. Thank you for bearing with me uh, as we stumble through this together. Thank you very much for listening. Keep it just up and we'll see you later. Peace. Thank you so much for listening to the Different Knock podcast. Please hit subscribe or follow on whatever platform you're using. If you'd like to support the show, you can find us on Patreon and buymeacoffee.com, find us on Twitter at DiffKnock, and visit our website, thedifferentknock.com. Thanks. Podcast Network.